Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio, and we are so strong in the belief that women are healthiest when they consider all aspects of themselves. Are you the best version of you? And we want to talk about unique ways that you can enhance life, and you can celebrate various approaches and provoke fresh thoughts that you may have once considered. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I think everyone in the world knows about, and we're going to talk about closet overwhelm, where your closet is full, but you have nothing to wear, and that's in air quotes. And we're going to be talking to wardrobe consultant and personal stylist, Diane Pollack. She's in New York, and she speaks on a variety of topics, but that closet overwhelm, nothing to wear, how to tame wild beast, um, what you grab to put on and look good, it's all really, really important. So I'd like to welcome Diane Pollack. Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, I, I think it's hilarious because when I think of closets, um, if I've cleaned out my closet, I'm feeling very empowered and, and that's great. But if I haven't, I'm, I'm thinking it's messy, it's got stuff, and it isn't really, it's an eye roll and a groan. So let's talk today because we don't all have sex in the city closets, nor the <laughs> stuff that are in them. But why, what are some of the reasons that women groan when closets are mentioned? Well, first of all, uh, there's so many different reasons. I mean, first of all, people aren't getting rid of the clutter. So there's stuff stuffed in there that they either, either haven't worn or it's outdated, it doesn't fit. So that's, that's a first reason. That's clogging up all the things that you love to wear and enjoy wearing and look good in. That's Mm -hmm. um, one of the big reasons. Uh, Another reason, and of course it depends where you live and how seasonal you are, but you know, at some point when it's, it's 90 degrees, you're not going to be wanting to look at, you know, heavy wool sweaters and coats. And and obviously the reverse goes for when it's a a frigid day, you're not looking, wanting to look at a little white eyelet sundress. So people need to sectionalize seasonally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one other, I mean, so many other things that we'll we'll delve into, but uh, another thing too is that sometimes people have uh, items uh, like a special occasion dresses and they're sort of mixed in with your everyday wear. So basically when you open your closet and it's, you know, Monday through Friday and 
you want to be able to see things that are seasonally appropriate to go on your day-to-day duties that day. You don't want to be cluttered up with the special occasion dresses, which should all be put aside because you know when you have a special occasion, you go to that area. Uh, You don't want to be cluttered up with the out-of-season clothing or the clothing that you are not wearing. So open your closet and see items that you love, that you feel great in, that look good in you on you and that are seasonal so that you have those items to choose from. You know, you're mentioning something that is so important, but people have modesty of space these days and we often have too much stuff. And so you're right. Take the special occasions, the sequins and, and put them somewhere else. But isn't it also true that they're probably are things that you could cull through that you honestly haven't worn, that have tags on them, that you thought you were going to wear, uh, or you've gained or lost weight and they don't fit. You know, how does how do you approach someone's closet if you're assisting them or telling our listeners in this case? Because sentiment and and getting a steal, you know, buying something on sale. Mm-hmm. Those can keep us from moving forward. Absolutely. So, you know, everyone's a little different. Uh, another reason uh, that some people, I work with different clients, and some people easily say, oh, I don't wear this, and they're happy to get rid of it. They just needed me there to, to help them actually go through the closet to, to make the time. Some people just don't make the time to do it, and when you commit mm-hmm pay someone, um, they're going to do it. So some people easily give items away and and they're fine once they review it or they hear it come out of their mouth and say, oh, you know, I never really loved this or it's not flattering. Sometimes maybe they never really had that conversation and said it out loud. But once something like that comes out of their mouth to me, it's, it goes away. It's, you know, that's a a definite giveaway uh, item. Mm -hmm. Uh, other women have different issues. Maybe they spent a lot of money on an item and they just feel bad giving it away. Mm-hmm. Um, other women have sentimental value attached to items. It was, you know, they wore it on the first date with their husband or something like that. <laughs> right. And what I do say to that is, uh, you, you know, Keep an item or two of clothing that has sentimental value that is totally fine. You cannot have a closet full of clothing that you don't want to get rid of that has sentimental value. Also, if these items have sentimental value but you're no longer wearing them, maybe they can be put in a different space. Maybe you can just take a picture and send it away. Maybe it goes in a different closet, in a picture frame, in a box, on a clothing mannequin, uh, like someplace else, but in your everyday wear. So Mm -hmm. that's also another big reason um, that people don't get rid of things. Um, So I think I was getting, I was going to go back to another question. What were your questions? Oh, I have plenty of questions. Um, I think that the other issue that people have is their weight seesaws. And so they lack the confidence to believe that they will stay where they are or they wish to be in a different place than they are currently. And so you've heard many people say, uh, you know, I have to keep my fat jeans because I may need them. Um, 
or the opposite problem. I've lost all this weight, but I just don't have the confidence that I can keep it up so I won't have things tailored and brought in. And so, I, you know, that seesawing of weight, um, it, it, it's two things. It's a confidence level, but it's also keeping clutter if you're going to keep two sets of clothes. Absolutely. And that's definitely, definitely a conversation I've had with many women. And so what I say to that is um, you need to, whether you've, you've lost the weight and, um, you know, you just want to make sure that it's going to stay off or whether you're, most women I speak to, it's they're planning on losing the weight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not up to me to decide or help them or know if they are going to end up with that goal. Mm-hmm. So what... I like to do is is have a happy medium and say again that there are you, you don't keep everything. You have to get rid of some of it. And yes, you can keep certain items with, you know, your goal in mind type of thing. Um, you know, you want to lose the weight and you don't fit into these old jeans anymore. Uh, yes, keep a couple of items. Uh, also, what was the also? Uh, also, you want to concentrate on, so it's not an all or nothing. It's not get rid of everything or keep everything. It's let's get rid of some. Oh, so the also was, you know, again, if, if, if you have a long-term goal and have a lot of weight to lose and it's on your agenda and these items are not working for you right now, again, you don't want them center front in your closet amongst the mix. Of, of choosing items that you can wear every day. Those maybe need to be stored away under a bed, up in a closet, in a suitcase, wherever, uh, as your goal items. Um, also, uh, to your point, though, things can be tailored and adjusted. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, by the time they lose the weight or, you know, it might come back on, I mean, there are going to be new items you're going to want to purchase, too. So, of course, not a whole new wardrobe, not the all or nothing. Um, other things that I also like to say to these women, it's, this is more styling advice than uh, the, the giving away uh, advice, but that they want to concentrate. Um, they can keep some really like plain, simple clothes, maybe while they're trying to lose the weight, some, you know, simple pieces, and then use the excitement in your accessories. Uh, to make it look different and also to draw attention to areas that uh, you uh, like, you know, wear, wear a scarf or a necklace to highlight your face as a, you know, take the, the focus away from your, say, your stomach or, or whatever it is. And also the accessories, you know, great shoes or a bag or, or necklace or scarf is usually a one size fits all. So uh, keep the basics simple and uh, spend, have fun with the accessories. Accessories are very fun and they're, you know, I'd love to talk about how you talk about storage, but before we get into that, I want to also talk about something that is important for your overall confidence and look, and that is your hair. And I'd love to introduce you to Madison Reed, which is a wonderful company revolutionizing the way women color their hair. And Madison Reed has a founder, Amy Arrett. And she named the company after her daughter. For decades, women have had two hair color options, outdated at-home hair color, or the time and expense of a salon. And she created Madison Reed because she believes women deserve better than the status quo. 
I got my box of Madison Reed and I loved it. It's the ultimate hair color choice, beautiful color matched multidimensional hair color made in Italy and delivered to your door on your schedule for under $25. You gain the quality of salon color, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you can feel good about. And in 24 hours, they had matched my hair with their color match system and they have colorists right on staff and wonderfully you're not alone reading a box once your package arrives which by the way is wonderful you can download their app for voice controlled how-to videos with automatic timers it's goof proof i love my madison reed color and the results are remarkable my hair is shiny beautiful and healthy to the touch join the hundreds of thousands of women who've tried madison reed amy Madison Reed would like to honor health for women listeners with 10% off plus free shipping and handling on your first color kit by using promo code WISEHEALTH at checkout. That's madison-reed.com promo code WISEHEALTH. I love my Madison Reed color and you will too. We'll be right back after these messages. These short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's words you never heard. We've known for a long time that diamonds are precious or worth a lot of deuterumus. That means money. Did you ever wonder how a polished pebble becomes one of the most expensive things on earth? Two centuries ago, diamonds were worn only by royalty. But in 1870, miners discovered huge deposits of diamonds in South Africa. And soon after, the diamond market was flooded. That's when a man named Cecil Rhodes started buying up shares of the diamond mines. Eighteen years later, Rhodes controlled the entire South African supply of diamonds. He started his own newspaper and magazine articles with clever ad campaigns about cut, clarity, color, and carrot. He also convinced women that they weren't truly engaged to be married without a diamond ring. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. 
for help, but you know, you got to put it on your calendar and commit to the time. So I think mm -hmm. that that's a big thing. It's just sort of a project that I can do tomorrow sometimes, but truly you do feel fabulous when it is uh, done, when you're, you're get going through things. And obviously the best times to eat of the year, especially when you're in a very seasonal climate as we are in New York is, is springtime and fall time. It really makes sense to, to put away sight unseen, the out of season uh, wardrobe, and then, uh, you know, pull them out new season and, but don't put away anything that you just, you know, is not going to work for you. Like why, why spend the time storing it? Mm -hmm. um, so another big thing, which is um, a really an, a physical organizational thing. So many people, and I, and I also touched on this a little bit, people are not physically organized in their closet. So I touched on the seasonal and uh, the fact that, you know, you have like a special occasion dress or something like that. But you also uh, need to have, uh, I like to recommend all like hangers. So you uh, have everything hanging at one level. Things don't get lost at different levels. Uh, you have items that are uh, all like items together. So, for instance, all your jackets are in one place and all your sleeveless blouses are in another place. You're not going to have the sleeveless blouse getting lost behind a jacket. You know that all your sleeveless blouses are here. So that's really important. And Can I ask you a question, Diane? Sure. I just want to stop you. What does your closet look like? My closet is, um, I, I practice what I preach. <laughs> I honestly, didn't, I, I, I'd love to send you pictures. I think, I think there's actually um, a picture in my, in my ebook, which uh, I will welcome people to uh, get uh, later. I think there's one in here. Anyway, so basically I didn't realize that everybody wasn't as organized as I was until I started this business. I do have all light hangers. I do recommend those Belted hangers that are really narrow, they make room for items, things don't slip off, and I do have everything seasonally and everything uh, organized. Uh, not only do I have all the sleeveless items, I, I then graduate my blouses to, to mid-sleeve length to long sleeve length, so you actually have all of that space. I also have things physically, uh, boxes that you could buy at the container store, Target, Amazon, etc. Um, shelving, uh, there's usually, most closets have a shelf right above the rod, and I know, for instance, every closet is different, but New York City uh, closets, it's usually pretty high, and people often only utilize the, uh, the, you know, first level of the shelf, but then there's all that room going up, so I recommend, uh, you know, boxes or crates or something hard that you can actually stack out of season items. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I have tons, I really have tons of clothes, but I'm able to utilize the space well. And I think that's important because you need to be able to see everything you own. Otherwise it's a waste because it's getting lost. The season goes by and you forget you have it. So, I'm going to take you one step further. I'm very petite, so I'm, I'm barely five feet tall. So uh -huh. I have a step stool in my closet so that I can peruse those baskets of stored away things. Because we live, I live in Maryland, Washington, D.C. area, and our seasons can swing wildly, can be 40 degrees one day 
and 7580 the next. And so it, it's it's nice to be able to to reach and see. And even if you're a taller person, having a step stool will allow you to get up to those ceiling height shelving. Right. So I mean I, I think that's an important thing. And I, I'm going to give a shout out to one of our sponsors right now because we're talking about shelf space. And I, I think it's always at such a premium. And if you're like me, the shelf space in your bathroom is just as precious as that in your closet. And so I'd like to introduce you to Kapari, creators of a line of luxurious beauty products that multitask as much as you do. Frankly, every product is my favorite. And they with 100 organic oil sourced from the Philippines and made in California. Each Kapari product contains what you'll love, but not the sulfate, silicones, GMOs, or parabens you don't. There's an entire facial line, coconut scrub, coconut body glow, a highlighting shimmer product, coconut sheer oil, and of course their original coconut melt, which I've been using since it was first available. Today I want to share two additional products I've come to love so much, especially as the seasons change. The Coconut Body Silk a traditional body lotion that goes on creamy and soaks in immediately. It's amazing, and I often slather it on right before bed, and my skin feels wonderful. You can also add to this light-scented lotion with the coconut body oil spray, a light oil spray. These products do not sit on your skin. They're immediately soaked up, never feel sticky, and your skin looks and feels hydrated and new. As I've said before, and I'm not kidding, each one is my favorite, and I love to switch them around. But for our listeners, Kapari has a special offer just for you. Say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com forward slash wise health to get 20% off your order. That's kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com forward slash wise health for 20% off. Try them. You will be glad you did. So let's go back to shelving because we all know how precious that is. And what if you are collecting things on your shelves that you really don't wear anymore or you don't know how to style or accessorize properly? Okay. Um, I'm actually, I wanted to comment before on you and your, um, and your, uh, petite and your uh the step stool and the seasons and all of that mm-hmm. so before i answer your question you may need to remind me of your question but, um, <laughs> so first of all i do recommend using the height of the space above however um i recommend keeping accessible items uh you know and really trying to put those truly out of season items we do have more recently, uh, the seasonal swings too here in New York. Mm-hmm. And I recommend some layering uh, items for that, a cardigan or, or you know, some kind of uh, heavier item that you can put on on top. But still, the truly, truly extreme seasonal items for when it is blizzard-like to when it is... Uh, you know, uh, 95 degrees out, those things should be way. So you want to keep those at the top and the least accessible and try to keep your sort of um, in-between season or multi-season items more accessible. So I recommend seeing if you can sort of switch that around. And of course, everybody's got different space. 
in your closet. And again, maybe it's not all the closet. Maybe there is storage space under your bed or mm, good there, point. there is, um, you know, a little sort of uh, crevicey area where you could get some set of drawers in your bedroom. Or for instance, and this is exclusive to my apartment, but what I did uh, in my, my coat closet is very, very deep. And I was able to put a baker's rack behind it and that's where I keep all my sweaters. Mm. So if you can be creative, it doesn't all have to be in your bedroom closet, but you wanna have easy access to the seasonally appropriate clothing and keep those in between season uh, items for the, those uh, seasonal swings. Uh, so that's what I would say to that. <laughs> okay, so let's go back and thank you for clarifying that because I think that's important too um, because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind and you will not know where to wear it. Where, when to wear it. So let's go back to sometimes you're keeping things because you don't know how to style or accessorize them properly, or you may not have a style that you've settled on. So you keep things because some days you feel like A and some days you feel like B. How do you deal with the excess items that maybe you're just keeping for sentimental value, as you mentioned before, or you're, you're not solidifying your style or don't want to? Right. So that's a more complicated compound question. I mean, that's exactly what I help my clients do. So if you really need help with your style and learning how to accessorize and uh, that or, you know, you want more of a signature style, then I recommend hiring an expert. Uh, I do have some um, little guidelines that I give people. And um, this is like a whole other lecture, which I'll just give you like a two second uh, cliff note of it because <laughs> we, we, we get out of the closet overwhelm. But for signature style, um, my piece of advice is if you look at a... Um, a, a spread in a magazine, there's usually like a theme going to it. So there could be like a safari theme or a Grecian theme or, um, you know, a classic preppy yachting theme or something like that. So if you have various types of items, you kind of want to um, style and accessorize by the mood and you're not going to put that bohemian skirt with your very classy, uh, classic, you know, uh, polo shirt or something like that. So think about it like a magazine mood board and then the accessories should also follow. And I have so many details. I could talk to you another time in depth about, uh, about um, truly grilling into how to have a stylize like that. We'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, Talkspace, an online therapy company. Life is all too fast these days and we know we need to take better care of ourselves, including our mental health. Many of us know that feeling when we want help, but we feel stuck searching for a local therapist or can't imagine finding the time to attend appointments. Talkspace is an online therapy company who believes therapy should be anonymous, mobile, simple, and affordable. Talkspace will match you to an experienced, licensed therapist tailored for your needs, and that's positive mental health. Using Talkspace, you can find a therapy package right for you including options with unlimited text, audio, and video messages whenever you need. Life is on the go, and now your therapy is too. Talkspace makes it easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist, hand-picked just for you, for as little as $32 a week. 
To learn more, go to Talkspace.com forward slash wise and get $30 off your first month. Flexible, convenient, and affordable therapy for busy lives. Discover Talkspace online therapy at Talkspace.com forward slash wise therapy for how we live today. We will continue our discussion. Unfortunately, we're coming up on another break. We'll be back after these short messages. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, and you can find more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. And we'll be back with Diane Pollack after these short messages. Stay with us. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's words you never heard. Each year, the United States Postal Service successfully ships over 160 billion packages and letters, with bills traveling through the mail at twice the speed of checks. Automated sorting machines read zip codes and directs the mail to the proper destination. But last year, they failed to read some 2.4 billion pieces of mail, all because of cacography. That's bad handwriting. So what happens to all that errant mail? The post office hires more than 700 postal clerks to decipher the most difficult ones. When a sorting machine discovers an illegible address, it scans and sends a digital image to the clerk's computers. Amazingly, the average clerk can crack the code in just three seconds. Not everyone can keep up, though, as management at the post office is always pushing the envelope. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Let's face it. Most of us want to exercise, but motivation can be lacking and cause you not to work out. Men's Health Magazine puts it this way. You have the right to remain fat or skinny or weak, but you should know that every workout you miss can and will be used against you to make your belly bigger, your muscles smaller and weaker, and your life shorter. Unfortunately, most Americans are exercising their right not to exercise. Men's Health states that a recent study by the National Center for Health Statistics found that 63% of the population, about the same percentage of Americans who are overweight, believe that exercising can make them healthier, leaner, and less stressed, and still they don't do it. Don't fall into that statistic. Exercise your right to stay healthy and, and fit. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. Uh, Diane, now, how, it sounds like such a simple question, and it is not a compound question. <laughs> what do you suggest to decide what stays and what goes when you're looking at clearing out your closet? Yes, uh, definitely. So some people, like I said, it's, it's super easy. They, they just, they know what they haven't worn and they're happy to get rid of it. And, and so that's just really easy. They just haven't done it. But for, there's a lot of items that sometimes you're on the fence about and you need to decide, okay, do I truly want to keep this? So I have a bunch of suggested tests. And you could do one, you could do a few of them, you could, you know, really, you could mix and match and and see what works for you. The first one is called the test run. So 
if you have a day, it could be like a Sunday where you're not really seeing a lot of people and interacting with a lot of people. Maybe you're just going on an errand to the supermarket or what have you. Uh, try, uh, put on an item that you're sort of on the fence about. Wear it around that day and kind of see how you feel in it. Do you feel empowered and confident? And, and take it one step further. Would you, like, say you ran into an ex-boyfriend or somebody that you went to high school with that you wanted to look good for, you know, say this was your one opportunity to run into this person. Is this what you would want to be wearing? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then it's not really something that makes you feel fabulous. And so, you know, even though it might be nice, it's not fabulous. And so that might be a good reason to say, hey, you know, I don't want to show up in this. What if I did run, in, run into those people? Let's get rid of it. Uh, the other one you might have heard of, um, I've heard about it in various places. I don't know where it originated, but it's, it's quite simple. It's called the hanger switch. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically uh, for the season, and it, it depends on how large your wardrobe is for the time frame that you want to give it. But if you have all your seasonal items hanging in the closet, um, you once you've worn an item, you can switch around the hanger. And so you know you've worn it. And then at the end of your the season or the time frame, whether it's a month, three months, six months, if you haven't, you see what hasn't been switched, uh, hasn't been turned around, then those are the items you want to look at and evaluate. Why didn't I wear this item? Just Do I just have too much clothes? Do I really not like it anymore? Obviously, there's a reason that you didn't gravitate to use that item uh, during the season. And so that's something that you are going to want to reconsider. Let me ask you a question. I think that many women, me included, change their style as they get older. Um, in the workplace, for example, it used to be very structured. Women wore suits. We sort of had a uniform, if you will, that was as close to male workwear as possible. And the style has changed to be a little more feminine, more options, um, more casual in many offices. And in those cases, it seems, and I'm just going to suggest this, you tell me if this is correct, that if it's truly changed in your work environment, don't see that you will require all that many work clothes, professional work clothes that much. Do you pare it down to the ones you love the most? Because you need to keep some for certain occasions that are professionally polished versus the everyday go-to-work clothes. But I think that the style changes have been very abrupt over the last three to four decades for women, much more so than men, because casual Fridays can be a, a pair of, you know, chinos and a dress shirt or even a golf shirt. Sure. So um, what you, you just said, three to four decades. I hope that nobody has clothing. Sorry, I do. <laughs> I do. I, I have clothing, I laugh, that is older than children. And, and I, I don't say that with chagrin. I say it with actually, um, I don't want to say pride, wrong word, but some things are classic and never go out of style. Okay. And so if it's in good shape or it's a, it's a beautiful cashmere sweater that belonged to my mother, yes, I do have things that are that old, but I'm talking more about sure. Sure. style. 
and, right. and, and professional and I get travel. That. And, and, you know, I, I have items that I've gotten compliments on that are, you right. know, 15, 20 years old. But the bulk of your wardrobe should not be, I mean, I even want to say, um, let's not even talk about three or four decades. Let's talk about like a 10-year span. Okay. The bulk of your wardrobe should not be those items. And we had uh, discussed in another conversation about a client I had who, um, you know, left the work force uh, to, to raise her children. And when I went back into her closet, they were all these old antiquated suits. So first right. of all, are these items out of style? Because the, the, the shape of a jacket changes, the shape um, of a pant leg, whether it has pleats, oh. all of this changes. Right. So if these items are antiquated, you need to get rid of them. Uh, even if you do need a suit here or there. Uh, so, yes. So I, I do hope that a woman's closet, for the most part, has evolved throughout the years and that she shouldn't have this uh, whole bunch of items that she's no longer using. Then you do need to get rid of the bulk of them and all of them if they are antiquated. Mm -hmm. uh, with, with that said and, and throwing out everything... <laughs> There, there are things that if they are still in good shape, not only um, do you want to save, you know, your favorite one, two, three suits, but if they are still, uh, you know, still in style, et cetera, also think about mixing and matching. Maybe you don't right. want to longer want to wear the suit, but maybe those are a great pair of pants just to wear back to a blouse, a sweater, something more casual, mm -hmm. and and somewhat vice versa. Uh, suiting material jackets, uh, classic suiting material jackets, um, don't always look great with a pair of jeans or other pants. But if you had sort of a novelty texture, think along the lines of a Chanel boucle or something that's more unique, not just like a classic solid navy suit some of those novelty jackets are fabulous with mm -hmm. a pair of jeans or back to a uh, more solid pant or skirt mm -hmm. and actually it is more there's a lot less matchy matchy uh in styling now so it's actually more updated even if that jacket uh, was a suit to wear both pieces as a separate and you get more mileage out of it that's exactly where I was hoping you would go because I call it repurposing. It, it just simply means you don't need to throw it all out, keep the pieces you like, but there is something really polished about putting a nice blazer with a good pair of jeans and a pair of heels that you might not have done 10 years ago when you were hauling toddlers on your hip. And so I, I think that repurposing some of those uh, classic professional wear is also a nice way to go. What about those out of sight, out of mind things that when you finally see them, you're like, oh, I forgot I had this. Yes. So that's actually one reason why you want to make sure your closet is physically organized so that mm -hmm. you can see those items. However, one of the, that's actually a, uh, another recommended way I uh, help people decide if they should get rid of items. So if there's something you're on the fence about, you might want to stash it uh, in a bag, uh, in a drawer, someplace that's not hanging in your closet, you know, front and center. Stash it and see if you miss it. So if it is that one top that goes back to the skirt you love, and you mm -hmm. want to wear that skirt, you may need that top. 
But if it's just an extra item and and you don't miss it throughout the season, you go back to it and say, you know what, I lived the season without it, I didn't miss it, then that's another way to decide to get rid of that item. Hmm. Good suggestion. The Some people envision their ideal style, but they don't know how to combine what they have, uh, use what they have, and then how to add pieces. And, and we've talked about that in, in a previous program. But there are certain things called backdrop items. Explain what those are. Okay, so a backdrop item is, is really a very simple clean piece it's not your it's not an item that I, I like to say has bells and whistles has has really you know great design details and is a piece on its own it's sort of something that is a good basic that you know maybe you're like oh it's you know it's okay maybe this is an on the fence item that you're like it's nice but it doesn't make me feel fabulous however sometimes it's a perfect item that you might own that you might want to pair, once you pair it with something updated, uh, uh, this new pair of pants that, that it goes with, a new shaped pants or this great shoe or, or something, it's an older dress, but once you put it with this great shoe, it actually becomes a fabulous outfit. That might be a reason to actually keep something. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of uh, in the vein of repurposing. It is. And, and backdrop items, I mean, would it be fair to say that, you know, a, a well-fitting black skirt or a particularly delightful white blouse, those are basics and staples that if they are not stylistically out of date or, or look really dated, those are ways that you can, I would call those backdrop items. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and I mean, I wouldn't even know why you would get rid of a black skirt if it fit you, if it was flattering, and if it was styled uh, right. But yeah, but maybe if it's even like some other type of uh, blazer or something that's just like a, or a dress, a, a dress. You have a dress and it's a nice dress, but it's not your like, I feel fabulous in this dress. I love this dress. It, you know, the color makes me shine. It's a nice dress. And so you're like, yeah, you know, should you get rid of it? Should you not? But then you buy these new or have these fabulous shoes. Mm. Putting the shoes with the dress, all of a sudden, this is a wow outfit. So that's more of what I'm saying as a backdrop item. I love that. Um, and you mentioned not having older clothes. I had a funny thing happen. We're coming up on a break, so I'll, I, I'll just tell you this funny personal story. Um, I had uh, a request from my daughter. Mom, do you have any Diane von Furstenberg dresses? Yes. You know, the old classic wrap dress knit fits you at every moment of your life or comfortable, etc. And I said, yes, but why? She goes, Mom, they're vintage. I want them. so I laughed because I I kept myself one and I gave the rest to her and I just laughed because if you do wait long enough and it's a classic style it comes back and as we know the old DVF dress is in the Smithsonian so there's a reason for classics and things that fit and feel wonderful on you and so I I just laugh and, and make a plug for sometimes keeping things is a good idea we're going to go on a quick break We are talking with Diane Pollock about closet overwhelm, how to tackle your closet. And we'll talk more after these short messages. Stay with us. You won't want to miss this.
are Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. wonder about the origin of Murphy's Law. You know the maxim that if anything can go wrong, it will. Murphy's Law was named after Captain Edward A. Murphy, an engineer working at Edwards Air Force Base in 1949. Captain Murphy was working on a project designed to measure how much sudden deceleration a human could stand in a crash. After discovering a transducer constructed for the experiment was wired wrong, Murphy squabashed the technician responsible by exclaiming, If there's any way to do it wrong, you'll find it. In other words, circumvent mistakes and miscabobbles before they happen. Aerospace manufacturers began quoting Murphy's Law to their engineers, and soon it became an eponym. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Ignoring joint pain will not make it go away, nor will avoiding motions that are uncomfortable and spark discomfort. Harvard Medical School states that the secret to joint pain relief is exercise. Doing the right exercises on a continuous basis can relieve pain and might even permit you to postpone or avoid surgery on a problem joint. But the benefits don't stop there. Being active sharpens your mind and benefits your heart. Harvard says that it nudges your blood pressure down and your morale up, eases stress, and shaves off unwanted pounds. But most importantly, it lessens your risk of dying prematurely. So what are you waiting for? Exercise helps relieve joint pain and so much more. Pain-free movement and a fabulous quality of life await you. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. You know, it, it seems as though when we finally do clean out our closets, we feel really good about it. But for some people, they closet a great effort, personal effort. They they earned every item of clothing that's in there. And sometimes there can be a sense of loss as opposed to this overall positive clear out clutter, etc. And so you have some wonderful suggestions for how you can reframe your thinking on this so that you come out of a closet or you're even incentivized to clean out a closet because of the freedom and the service to others that you can actually do by cleaning out your closet. Talk about those things. Sure. Well, actually, first of all, this is really um, the first I'm hearing about, I guess it exists, about people uh, having a sense of loss uh, cleaning out the closets. The experience I've had and I've heard from my clients is that they feel this kind of freedom and it actually has inspired many of them to go into other areas, you know, get rid of books, get rid of other items in their households. It's actually very inspiring is what I've heard. But, you know, I'm sure that there are always people on both ends of the coin. But I think um, also it's just sometimes even though people know that they will feel organized and lighter and all of these things that it helped 
uh, does. As, as we know, um, if, if you've heard of the Marie Kondo book, has become very popular now. Um, this has become a big thing. I think the biggest thing is really getting people started, like I said, making the time to do it, etc. So I have some suggestions on how you can feel good about purging. Uh, so the first one, yes, you, you probably have thought of, but maybe have not really truly thought of, and it's that you can actually make some money. The easiest thing to do is to get a bag together to, and give it to the, the thrift shop for tax deductions. Mm -hmm. uh, also, it's, you know, become so popular now, all these online reselling items, whether it's actually a physical store, a consignment box, uh, a, a consignment store, or whether you actually send out a box two different places that will purchase it, whether you sell it online, like, a, you know, all the different spots that you can sell it online. There's so many options for that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I already mentioned the consignment shop. So there's different ways to make money on the items that you're getting rid of. So, hey, that's that's a bonus. But how about really feeling good from a charity perspective? So there are all types of charities uh for uh, some of them are for underprivileged women. I uh, volunteer my time at a place called Bottomless Closet, which we have here in New York. And I know um, they may have other locations. I know Dress for Success is another huge right. one all across the country. Mm -hmm. Basically, these are underprivileged women. They need this interview. They, they don't have the money to buy the items. So if you have this extra blazer in your closet and you're like, hmm, should I keep this? It's okay. It's good to have. And this blazer could be the piece that is the difference between this woman getting this job and turning around her life. Maybe you know, that could incentivize you to say, hey, I'd like to donate this. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, donations are tax deductible. I also, uh, in New York City, uh, you can purchase from this woman. But if you're in the New York City area, you can uh, donate to someone, the Fashion Foundation. She's a friend of mine. And it's an online store. So you can uh, go to fashionfoundation.org and purchase these items. Uh, in New York, you can donate them. And basically, the, um, the proceeds, the profits go uh, to buy uh, underprivileged children's school supplies. Oh, isn't that so, nice? Yeah. And there are other many other uh, organizations uh, that you could look up that can donate for all various reasons. So well, I know that another big category are women's shelters because they sometimes women have left very bad domestic situations with nothing but the clothes on their back. And so they often are wonderful at, and very eager to take on, you know, lightly worn clothing um, because someone has nothing. Right. And right. so that's a, another definitely uh, valuable way to, to make your excess go to make someone's quality of life a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And that actually makes me think of also um, disaster relief programs. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will have to add that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, disaster relief is another one. You know, all those floods, uh, fires, earthquakes. I mean, these are major things where there's nothing left right. at all. And so, you know, these are these are very good reasons to clean out your closet. And it starts to make you reframe the entire 
thinking about all of that. So thank you for sharing all of those things. So yeah, I have one last important thing. I don't know. Maybe please do about it. <laughs> for those people that are all about sustainability and the environment, um, right. that's another important reason. Clothing um, can a be worn by somebody else. So that's a, a repurposing in that direction that mm -hmm. these people aren't going out to buy new clothes. Uh, it's thrift shops or these these uh, donation places. Uh, but there are places where if you have items of clothing that are no longer wearable, they're stained, they're ripped, they're peeling, they just, you know, are not to be to be worn. Then there are places that will actually recycle these clothing. Uh, the store. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you can just drop them off at these stores. They pulverize the fabrics and they make them into new items. Uniglo uh, is a, a chain store, U-N-I-Q-L-O. -Q I think I spelled it right. U-N-I-Q-L-O-W or Uniglo? I feel like there should be a Q-U-L-O. Uniglo is the name okay. of the store. Um, they have a chain and you can donate items there and H&M, which is all over New York City. There's tons and tons of them. I mean, I pass one every day. Um, they have drop off uh, destinations and they are all about uh, repurposing and have a whole sustainable. They have items of clothing in the store that um, are made from these repurposed clothings. And, and they'll give you a, a coupon, some of these places. Also, some places have, um, sometimes they'll have a promotion. I think um, Levi's had one, bring in your old jeans and, you know, you get a, a discount off of, uh, you know, a new pair of jeans. So there, there's many options to reutilize uh, clothing. There really mm -hmm. are. And even your local churches may have um, projects that they're doing. And it, it, you can really find things locally just by asking friends. I want to make sure our listeners know where to find more about you. And your website is styleempower.com. And tell them a bit about your ebook that you're offering. Yes. So first of all, just because um, people hear the word style empower and, and have different uh, variations of how to spell it. It is the word style and the word empower, and they are merged together with one E, S-T-Y-L-E-M-P-O-W-E-R. And if you go to my website, styleandpower.com, I do have an ebook, which is all about this conversation we have had. If you missed some information or it goes into a little bit more details, it's called How to Stop Closet Overwhelm and Actually Have Something to Wear. And you can sign up for that on uh, the website. So, uh, and I'm also happy if, if anybody wants to talk one-on-one -on -one with me about their personal wardrobe issues, questions, concerns, anything, I am happy to offer you a uh, consultation on the phone. Uh, and you can sign up for that on my website too, or you can email me directly, diane at styleandpower.com. It's D-I-A-N-E with one N. That is very generous of you. So stylempower.com. And there's an ebook on the closet overwhelm, which I think we can all relate to very easily. So we've gone over an awful lot today about um, organizing your closet, how to go through, um, what to keep, what to get rid of. Um, I, I guess I want your biggest tip on 
how to beat closet paralysis? Is it just start, just start doing it? Because I'll be honest, if you look at a closet, in order to make it cleaner, you really have to make a big mess first. But <laughs> after the big mess, you're left with a much better palette. You can find things easily, etc. But we would not be honest if we didn't say cleaning out a closet will first create a little more mayhem, may- mayhem, but then you will get calm out of the chaos. Is that accurate? Well, I think that many people in, in the Marie Kondo book do suggest, and many people that do what I do, do suggest dumping everything um, on your bed. But you know what? I don't think you have to. I think, you know, if you know... I couldn't bear to do that. <laughs> I really don't think it's necessary, and it's not really how I do it with my clients. Right. Um, I, I do do it all at once in one session, but I'm also going to recommend that you can pick a category and you can do a category a week, a category, uh, you know, break down your time frame mm-hmm. uh, and, and make it more manageable that way. But if not, I just think you need to look at the categories, organize them by categories and, and think about the items as you go through. You can just sift through the closet one by one, look at the items. And look at, pull out the items that need to be reassessed and just organize the other items, um, you know, at, per, per category. And it doesn't have to be this overwhelming mess. You do have no, to set aside time, though. I, th- I think sometimes we've neglected to mention this, but I think just going through your shoes periodically is pretty interesting for most women. Men have, you know, what, four or five basic pairs of shoes. Women tend to have a few more. Absolutely. It's all part of it. I mean, that's all part of it. That's a category, right? So That's um, a big category for me. It's a thing you got to go through. Uh, yeah, so they set aside a day, an hour, something to do that. Maybe listen to, you know, you could listen to a, a podcast while you're... While <laughs> well, no, that's an, actually, people do that a lot. It's a good way to, to get two things done at one time. But I, you know, Diane, thank you so much for spreading your expertise because I think this is something we all need to go through. Um, Seasonally, if you live in a place that has seasons, is a great time to do it. Um, Even going through your children's closets and things that are no longer worn and pass them on to those who could benefit from it. I had not heard of recycling and pulverizing and recreating clothing. That's a marvelous concept, which makes perfect sense. But thank you for sharing your expertise with us this morning. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. You can find out more about our shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com and go to styleempower.com for Diane's ebook. We'll be back next week with some more intriguing guests and wonderful topics. Make it a great week. We'll look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.